0: this is Krista Rialba and this is the Ambitious Mama podcast. We are in season two and you're about to listen to episode number three, which is a collection of interviews with some really incredible women sharing their stories, sharing their journey, sharing their actionable strategies and just having real honest conversation. Now, this next conversation is with my friend, Letty, who I'm so excited to introduce you to. And um, I just, really the message I want to share with this podcast before we get started is take imperfect action. Now, you know, yesterday when I was recording this, it was the day really did not go as planned, which meant I didn't have my, my, my proper microphone and things like that, but I still went ahead with it to honor Letty's time and also to know that you know there is room for that imperfect action and it's really about bringing your best in every moment even if you feel a little messy you feel a little bit unprepared that's okay right because I think if you get present to whatever you're doing you're going to you know you're going to do more than you even think that you're capable of and as women you know I don't know each and every one of you who are listening to this, but I know you've already done amazing things in your life, and I know that you've already overcome a lot of things. So give yourself credit and know that you've got this, and that's really what this episode is really all about, and I think the entire podcast is just empowering you with the message that you've got this, mama. So here we go. Let's dive in to episode number three.
1: Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be recording this podcast with one of my, I want to say, really good friends, but we, we still have to spend more time together, but it's, it's coming.
2: <laughs> and we've known each other for a while now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, we have a little history. Um, but I want to introduce you to Letty. Letty Dorigo, Dorigo, am I saying it right? Keller. Yes,
2: that's perfect.
1: <laughs> and Letty is a mom, a wife, a lawyer. She's my USANA sister. If you've been listening to this podcast for more than a minute, you know that that's my favorite thing of life is USANA. Um, Letty's also a trivia buff. We've kind of bonded over that. We'll talk about. (laughs) Yes, HQ trivia, (laughs)
2: champions.
1: (laughs) Champions, in case you guys didn't know, fun fact. Um, And Letty lives in my favorite part, Um, my favorite part of L.A., for sure, for multiple reasons, like the mall and my favorite ice cream store. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leti, I, um, this Ambitious Mama podcast, um, you know, I, I just think it's just kind of funny how it came to life because it's really – it's life. It's, it's who we are as both ambitious women and moms. It's not separate.
2: Right, exactly. And I think that that has been something that I struggled with and the other moms I know who also had a career before they came became moms, because mom is just this other part of you, but people identify you as that first. And sometimes you're like, no, I'm this whole other person. You know, of course, I love my children and I love being a mom, but I'm a real person behind that. And sometimes it's hard to find that balance. How do you still grow as a person And as a mother, you know, as just a part of who you are and, um, being able to embrace both those things has been, um, very liberating for me. And also I think it makes me a better mom because I'm, I'm very focused when I'm with my children and I feel like I can bring them a lot. And then they also see, Hey, it's really important to be your own person as well. And not just be a sort of satellite around your children.
1: Absolutely girl. That's it. That's what this is all about. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have some like kind of notes here, but I thought just in the spirit of just authenticity, because that's what it's all about is I think we should both share like where we are right now, what our morning has looked like a little bit and just like how we've had to even rearrange things to just be on this call together and how we've had to prioritize that.
2: Yes. Awesome. So, um, for me, I'm on the West coast. so It's a little earlier for me. But um, I have worked out where I have a flexible schedule with my job and I have every other Friday off. So I take my kids to their preschool. So they go and they're there all day. And then I have, I, it's not, I, I think of it sort of as a day off, but really it's a day for me to get those things done that are too hard during the week when I'm at my day job or at the weekend when we have all these activities. So I do things like this call with you, right? Or I, you know, and I have mm-hmm. like my... Whole day is booked with errands, appointments, um, some self-care that I really sometimes put off too much for myself and also to some business building things um, to build my small business. So it's just, I make sure that I have that extra time to get those things done. So again, I'm not running around to all those places on the weekend, trying to get those errands done. I get it done on my Friday off and I can be, you know, more present for my family.
1: Yeah. Cause like, are we ever off? <laughs>
2: Never, absolutely never.
1: <laughs> Are we ever off? Oh my God. So I am in my car right now outside of Starbucks. Um, and I was just telling Letty before we pressed record that it's, everything is so divinely timed because I believe the information that Letty's going to share is a lot about time management and, and how to kind of juggle it all in a sane way. And um, this morning was just total total chaos, craziness, mm-hmm. um, and I think life kind of is, is going to throw us curveballs, and those curveballs curve are in the form of our children <laughs> right, right, acting like lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a curveball. For um,
2: sure.
1: Yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in a very, um, oh, you guys, you guys think you know me until you've seen the state of my car at this very second in time. Uh, it's very <laughs> nasty. But I I will look like I have my shit together when I leave this car. <laughs> okay, so in in terms of our I, I actually this is so funny I was thinking of our trivia um, love and I pulled up some fun facts about moms that I thought oh, we I love could it share and I should do like true or false with you but I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so. Two billion moms in the world.
2: Wow. That is and, that is a big number.
1: <laughs> and 82.5 are in the US. 82.5 million are in the US. Wow. Right. So Letty, share yeah. what how many kids you have and how many kids you like to have.
2: So I have two children. I have a son and a daughter. My daughter is four and my son is 15 months. And that is all I can handle. <laughs> I do not, um, I, they are a blessing, but I do not want to be blessed with any more. <laughs> and for any mamas of three or more, when I see you out in public, I just, I bow down because that is- bow
1: down. You know, it's like
2: right now there's me and my husband, so we can each take one. And when you have a third, I don't know what happens, you know? Yes. I, it's like I, man on man. Exactly. It's that, someone told me that man on man defense versus zone defense. You know, I'm not a yes. sports person, but I still get the analogy, you know? And, um, and yeah, and so, my friend who has three, she says, you know what? One of them is always crying and it's okay. You
1: know, you just, oh, that's just how it so, works. But right Right. Yeah. And- Go ahead. Crazy, like th- this morning, I was thinking of my sister a lot, and also, and every mom who, any mom who has more than two children, like I have two, you have two, so we, we are both blessed, and we have s- similar situations where we have flexibility in our schedules. You and I. Um. So when I was driving, when I dropped off my like only one son got on the bus this morning because the other one, um, there's just some some drama.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So I drove the one, but the one that actually got on the bus was the one that was having the the most emotional distress this morning, and it, it was over nothing important. But you know, he was just in a, in a way, and so I it was heart-wrenching not to walk into the school and just want to take him out of the school and say, just come home with mommy, my nine-year-old's boy, and I will make everything better, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's not really good parenting, probably. But I had the the freedom to sit in the parking lot for like an hour as I was contemplating if I was being a good mom. But Mm -hmm. what it made me think of was all of the moms who are working moms who have a couple kids or more, and probably more times than not, they're, they're having to go to work with at least one child not totally satisfied.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like last week, my daughter, um, we got into the car and I always tell her, if you want a snack, you have to ask me before we get in the car. None of this right. like delay tactic stuff. So we get in the car, I put her brother in a car seat, I put her in her car seat, and she says, mommy, I want some cereal as a snack for the car. And I said, you know what? It's too late. We're we're ready to go. Tomorrow, you have to remember before we leave. And their their school is like six minutes from from our house, you know? (laughs) So this entire six-minute car ride, she is just screaming and crying at the top of her lungs, you know, turn around, stop the car. I want my cereal, you know? And Mm -hmm. literally... I am dragging her into school, <laughs> literally kicking and screaming, you know, I have the baby in my bag full of like their lunches and milk and, you know, all the stuff I need for the day. And it's, you know, I have to go to work. Right. And, and I wanted to sort of take that time to sit her and calm her down. So finally, when the teachers comes, takes my son and his stuff. So at least, you know, I'm not like carrying the baby. And I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to you know just take the five minutes to try and calm her down to get her to yeah. you know focus and everything and i just took that that time to like look into her eyes and be like look i'm sorry i know you wanted that cereal and part of me was like this is so yeah. ridiculous but she is already in that emotional state she didn't get what yeah. she wanted she communicated and i said no and once she calmed down she was like okay mommy I understand. It's okay. Like you can go to work and we get, we got a big hug and you know, but it's like, yeah, you know, it is hard. Cause you just feel like, Oh no, I, you know, I have, you have to be firm because if, if you make rules and break them all the time, then it's, it's total chaos at your house. But you know, it's so hard when you have to put your foot down and they have those emotional reactions and you do, you just want to like hug them and comfort them. But at the same time, it's like, you have these big emotions and you need to to experience them, but learn how to bring them back at the end of the day. And it it is, it's so hard.
1: Yes. And I I was, I was like hanging around the outside of the fence and one of the the parents, the one of the teachers comes up to me and she goes, hi, Mrs. Rialba, how are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> I'm like loitering. And, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm just really kind of distraught about, you know, you know, my older son, Curtis, and she, and she goes, and she just took the time to look into my eyes. And, and she's a teacher. She'd been a teacher for a long time. And her kids are now older, and they're teen, teenagers. And she goes, you know what, being a mom is really, really hard. I know you want to run into the the school and just grab him and just hug him but he knows that you love him and he needs to learn resiliency he needs to learn how to shake it off and how to like change his state of being right i don't think she said those words but like yes, to kind absolutely. of shake it off and if you're going to go in there and just like scoop him up he's not going to learn that and and she said it from such a loving place and and she said like trust me i get it like now i want to do that with my teenagers to shield them from heartbreak from you know their mm-hmm. girlfriend and their boyfriend and the getting into to college and all these things and I was, she's like it never actually ends and i was like oh thank you okay
2: <laughs> right You're, you she she looked at you and she saw you you know and yeah, that that is so fridge. important you know when i do when yes. i see that mom at the grocery store where their kid is going crazy I'm like mm-hmm. it's okay like we've been there
1: We've been Just let there. Just scream it out. You're, you're still okay. a good
2: mom. Nobody is staring at you. Nobody is judging you. And if they are, it's because they don't have children and they don't yeah. understand. And yeah. who cares? And they know? can F off. They will maybe one exactly, day. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Until you've walked in my shoes, don't you tell me anything.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So in the 1950s, uh, there was about 3.5 kids, according to these trivia oh, stats. Wow. And, but the 1700s, we're looking at like seven to 10 kids. Oh, wow. Um, my sister has four, and she is a full-time working mom, career mom with very little flexibility. Oh it's wow. crazy. But did you know that 72% of moms with children over the over one year old, they're working the same as women without children? Wow. That's crazy. So just even like it's not like we're working less and also when we, we have to get up earlier, we have at least 14 hours, according to this, of chores, like chores plus work, right? Combined. So right? we're working I mean, at least they, 14 hours a day.
2: Yeah. They talk about it. It's the second shift, you know, you're at yes. work, that's your first shift and you come home and now here's your second job, right? You have to make sure the kids are clothed and fed and the house is cleaned and the dinner is cooked and this and that. And it, and it really does, um, you know, add up and get overwhelming, And that's why, you know, I've, you know, sort of come up with certain different time management things that I can Mm -hmm. do to help me because I was feeling super frustrated and exhausted 10 o'clock at night. I felt like I haven't had one minute to myself all day and the dishes still have to be done. And like, my daughter is still not asleep, you know, and, (laughs) and so it's so important to find out what you can do. And I, and I know you do this too, Krista, some things you have to outsource, right? So I said- I need a cleaning person to come every two weeks and do the heavy lifting. Like I, I just don't have yes. time scrubbing the floors and doing all this stuff. Like, obviously like we vacuum every few days to get the crumbs and things like that, but I don't want to be sitting there with the mop in the bucket. Like I don't no. have time, you know, no. and the gardener too. Like I don't want my husband spending four hours on the Saturday, you know, doing all that stuff when I want him here with the kids or, you know, doing other things around the house that, you know, we, that we don't want someone else to handle. So
1: same. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Same, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah.
2: you know, and and it's really huh. is worth it. And you're like, okay, I'm trading a little bit of money, but I'm getting my time back. And it, it's yes. absolutely essential. And if you don't have it in your budget, figure figure it out, right? Either figure it out the income. Exactly. Or cut something else out. Um, to yeah. give yourself Sanity. that. Yeah. And it's okay to say, hey, I'm going to use that hour. And I'm going to watch a TV show or I'm going to do something yeah. for me. I'm going to take a nice bath. I'm going to read that book. That's okay because it is so important, mm-hmm. especially as moms. I see it happen all the time. There's this long list of stuff to do. And you know what's at the bottom? Mom, right? We yeah. always think of ourselves last. Make sure everyone's needs are handled but ours. And then we get this burnout mm-hmm. and we get mm. so upset about the littlest things. And it's understandable because we're at yeah. the of our rope. And there's nothing left at the end of the day for ourselves. So, and and then we feel guilty, right? Oh my gosh. Why did I take that hour to myself? I could have been doing all this stuff and you Mm -hmm. just have to let that go and accept that, no, you need that time for yourself so that you can be fully present in the rest of your life. And I just, again, I just hear it again and again from my mom friends. Especially you know when you have um, a business or you're you're working it's you, you feel like you're failing at everything you're not doing a good job yeah. at work you're not doing a good job at home you're not being a good wife you're not being a good mom and we got to let the guilt go right yeah nobody is perfect and we're all trying our best and and let your let yourself be yourself right and let yourself have that time and if you're struggling with ways to find it. There's all these, all these different strategies that you can use and it's important to, to make that time and carve it out. Absolutely.
1: Oh my God. Like, yeah, I, my brain just like, there's like 25 ideas. I just like things I want to talk about just based on what you just
2: said. Awesome. Awesome.
1: So you just hit the nail on the head and like, just back to like that, the beginning of that conversation where we're like, yes, like you don't have to be rich to hire a cleaning lady once a week or to have someone cut your grass, right? Exactly. Like, you maybe your kids don't need Air Jordan shoes, maybe they can wear I don't even know Reebok or something. Like maybe you yeah. shop at whatever's a on sale at store. Costco.
2: That's what my kids get, yes,
1: <laughs> right? Like prioritize being a happy mom,
2: yes, exactly, exactly
1: because what do we want our kids to, to remember if knock on wood we were to go tomorrow? We would want to, them to remember us smiling and enjoying. They don't care how well we made their bed or how clean the floor was.
2: Right, they remember us snuggling with them and taking the time to read the story mm-hmm. and those other moments and or going to the park, right? You know, mm-hmm. spending time with your kids doesn't mean going to Disneyland and spending $1,000 or whatever it costs these days, yeah. you know? Um, you, there's plenty of things you can do um, that are budget friendly, but that just they just want to be with you. They, just they don't want you if it's they on just the, the you. playground or the really expensive amusement park ride. They're they're and, still having fun.
1: Yeah, and like also like I think sometimes we do things because we want to like create memories for our kids, but we're not also we're not always choosing things that we will enjoy too.
0: Mm-hmm, and
1: I think like. That's kind of a piece too, because if you really are going to hate being where you're going, like maybe just choose activities that are more simple and like, it's really just about filling both of your cups, right? Yes,
2: yes, exactly.
1: I think that's a possibility. One thing else that also that came to mind when you were talking about um, like the importance of prioritizing yourself, which is called like self-care, we talk about that. Now, that's definitely something our parents, or at least my mom, never spoke about. That wasn't a thing, you know, in mm-hmm. the 80s and 90s, and no one was talking about self care. But one, uh, I do think that, from my experience, men in general are much better at self care. They don't call it that. But I think our husbands, you and I are both married to men, shouldn't say husbands. You mm-hmm. might be married to a woman if you're listening. Um, but like, I can say that my husband is really good at self-care, although he would never say that those words, it's a matter of honoring his energy. Like he's like, Hey, I know that I need to unplug and maybe it's watch football on Sunday. And, (laughs) and we would be like, but how is that productive? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, You're
2: fantasy football. Who cares, right?
1: <laughs> how many hours of self-care do you get? But they, they will just, as much as, as they need to feel, like, you know, like it's almost like self-preservation.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do
1: you think about this? Do you think they no. do it instinctively?
2: Well, I mean, I think part of it is society, right? How do we bring up boys and girls and Mm -hmm. we're brought up differently? Like that is a fact. And I'm very like cognizant of that because I have a son and a daughter and, you know, we're, we brought, we bring up girls to be nurturers, right? Showing them how to cook, how to take care of others, to be nice, right? Girls are Mm -hmm. sugar and spice, right? And boys are, you know, whatever, puppy dog tails and gross things. And it's okay for boys (laughs) to jump off trees and get dirty and, you know be more selfish, to be frank, right? Girls are supposed to take care of everyone and boys are supposed to be selfish, right? And that's just an undercurrent in society. It's been for thousands of years. And although Mm -hmm. that is changing and we are encouraging men to be more nurturing too, like, I mean, just compare the fathers of our generation. To the husbands who are fathers, right? My mom is just shocked right that day. my husband does yeah. so much, and I'm like, yeah. "Well, we're both parents, so we share the parenting duties." And you know, my dad did almost nothing, right? You know, yeah, he he brought home the paycheck, and that was that was his nurturing, right? He's like, mm-hmm. "I provided the food on the table. I didn't cook it. I don't know how. I don't know how to do anything else." But I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm here. I brought the paycheck, and that has definitely changed. So it's all in the currents of change but i really think that's a big part of it is that yeah and that's also why moms we put ourselves last we've been taught that that's what we need to do we need to take care mm-hmm. of everyone else and if there's a little bit of time left over it's okay to take care of ourselves but we should feel guilty if we haven't taken care of everyone else first you know mm. and and so i think that is absolutely a shift that it's happening but there's still still work to be done we in that area we
1: got lots of work to do still yes unfortunately like I think, um, like because I like my husband is like the the roles are really reversed in a lot of ways. Where you know I bring home the tofurkey, <laughs> <can't say> <laughs> that's right. That's no bacon <laughs> in your house. That's cool. <laughs> the tofurkey, um, you know. But and and he is such an involved dad, and he he does you know things like the laundry and you know managing the house and things like that. But at the end of the day, if the roles were actually reversed, so if I was if I was the, the man making all of the money, the wife would just do everything mostly, mm-hmm. right? So I still feel like it's um, it's, it's not even, it's not like we're switching like exactly the roles, like I'm still the mom, which, which means that I'm still carrying the emotional load of, all, of the children.
2: Right, because, you know, even even with stay-at-home dads, right, and you see this dynamic happening a lot more, where yes, the the woman is the breadwinner and the dad is a stay at home dad. Mm-hmm. When the kids are hurt, they still want mom. It's this mom. It's this almost inherent like nurturing thing. Like and you know they can't remember yeah. from when they were babies and you know that yeah. They, but there there's this part of them that knows mommy's gonna take care of me when I'm in pain, even if daddy is really doing a lot of the actual care. Yeah. Um, you know so and I think it is. And again, women were always taught you have to do more. And take care of everyone, so we're okay with. Uh, okay, I can work all day, and when I come home, I'm doing that second shift. Even if, you know, my partner, whether that's you know your husband or your wife, is is taking over the household stuff. You're, mm-hmm. You still want to contribute. Like it wouldn't occur to us to put our feet up on the coffee table and have a scotch like dad, like our dad did. I brought home
1: the the paycheck. Good luck with the kids. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
2: Is someone going to give me a foot massage? Gosh, I've had a long day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try that tonight too. Oh oh my gosh. So many things, so many things. But also, it's like, imagine if our children didn't want us first. I'd be totally crushed.
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, it's true. And and again, the mommy guilt, it's always there. And I try to fight yeah. it, but I feel it too. So yeah, I would be like, oh, no, I need to quit my job and stay home because my children don't want me. Oh, my God. I don't know who I am, you know?
1: Absolutely. Oh, my All gosh. normal feelings. Okay. I have another trivia piece for us here that's going to probably lead us into into one of our mutual loves, okay. So the cost of raising a trials in just like middle-income families, so not being extravagant, what would you say that is? This is not including college and up to the age of 18.
2: Okay, now I live in Los Angeles, which is extremely expensive. So I might guess a little higher than normal, but I'm gonna say, and this is not including college, I'm gonna say it's probably like $200,000.
1: Very good, ding 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 ding,
2: (laughs) and this is why I'm the trivia. With (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's a
1: staggering number, but that I mean, it sounds accurate, you know, yeah, 242,000. They guessed,
2: wow, yeah, and that's like, and college is another 250 on top of that. If they don't get a scholarship, it's just, yes,
1: oh my god, that's why. Okay, so what have we figured out so far? Okay, so. The demands of being a mom are huge. That's nothing new. Whether you are a working mom or stay at home mom, they're still huge. Okay. We know that um, children are expensive. We just identified that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is all to say that our children are healthy. And this is just with like the status quo norm. And there's a lot of other things that could happen that would really complicate life and make, make, What we think is like kind of a stressful day, nothing compared to some other families.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: So the, what about, let's see here, this is going back about 12 years ago. So I got a phone call from my mom who I always thought of as like Superwoman because Mm. she like worked around the clock. I don't know if she ever slept. She also always had like bags under her eyes, literally like dark circles under her eyes. And she was there for everything. She was the most involved mom, uh, like like many of us, right? Super involved. And also worked full-time as a nurse, et cetera, et cetera, right? So when I was living in Toronto when I was about um, 24, so I left my little town to go to the big city. So I got this phone call from my mom. My mom, who is, again, I know only know her to be strong. She's crying. and oh, no. and And she's like... They, they don't know what's wrong with me. I've had multiple strokes. She had, she had a series of six oh strokes within a couple months. All these things happen. And they thought maybe it was multiple sclerosis. They thought it was. They didn't know it was undiagnosed, but it was some sort of like autoimmune situation. And she's like, it's going to be a debilitating, you know, diagnosis. So she had to lose her job, which was part of her identity and all these things. So mom woke up. So this woke me up in my tracks that you cannot raise three children and burn the candle at both ends and expect for nothing to go wrong. Right. Right. To
2: there be no consequences to your health.
1: There's consequences. Mm. So this woke me up to Holy smokes. I was doing the same thing in my twenties before kids. Right. You know, just like, Mm -hmm. just go, 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 go hustle, 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 do whatever it takes. And it's fine. And, you know, that woke me up to the importance of being preventative with my health. And that led me to find um, our joint love of USANA Health Sciences. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think this is such a key piece for, I mean, for everyone, but especially as a mom, what would you say? Like why when you found USANA, why did it speak to you? And what was your scenario when you were like, 'Cause any other scenario without my mom being sick, I don't think I would would have had the same urgency for me to find a solution.
2: Yeah, well, you know what it was? It was during my first pregnancy. I was taking my prenatals every day, but they were just mm-hmm. random ones I got at the drugstore. But again, they had a pregnant lady on them, so I thought that that was good. <laughs> And you know, but I, what did I know? I'm a smart person, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't do any research. I just picked one with the pregnant lady. So, um, and then I failed my one hour glucose test, which is like a diabetes test yes. where they make you drink this disgusting sugar drink and orange. I failed it. Oh my gosh. And they're like, okay, now you have to do the three hour test with twice the sugar. So I was freaking out. And then my blood test came back. I was anemic, which I didn't even realize when you're pregnant, you actually produce two more liters of blood than normal. So all mm-hmm. that blood production, you know, decreased my iron to really mm-hmm. low levels. And they said, you're going to have to supplement with iron. And my doctor kind of looked at me and said, are you taking your prenatals? I said, oh my gosh, yes. Twice a day. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm best for my child. She said, well, you know, it's just, it's still not enough. You have to take the iron. And I was kind of like, I don't think she believes me. I don't think she believes I'm taking my <laughs> vitamins. So I went home and I looked at the bottle and I, you know, I bought my iron supplements. I looked at the bottle and the prenatal vitamin didn't have any iron. And I was like, what? Mm. This is vitamin malpractice. You know, like I'm a lawyer. So I'm like, who, who, you know, someone has to be responsible (laughs) here. And that's when I realized it's barely regulated, right? Half of the bottles don't, what they say is on the bottle isn't even what's inside. And I just was like horrified that I was not giving my child the best. And I had, I'd been introduced to Usana before I knew it was the best. There was this part of me that was like, ah, it's too expensive. But I was like, well, my drugstore vitamins are literally garbage. I should just set that money on fire. I'm gonna spend a little bit more and take my USANA prenatals because I know it's the best. They have 70 scientists working to make sure it's absolutely the best. Mm -hmm. And I took it all throughout my first pregnancy and I was breastfeeding for a year. And then I was like, maybe I'll have another kid. So I, I was on the prenatals forever. So with my second pregnancy, I was totally on the prenatals the whole time. And when I got to that stage again, where I had to do my one hour glucose and I had to do my anemia test, I was scared. I was like, oh, this is going to happen again. I have to do the three hour test and I'm going to have to take these supplements. And my tests were perfect, right? I had yeah. perfect iron levels because I was taking the USANA prenatals and I, my, my glucose was fine as well. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I have a little test result to show me that this is the best. And it was April, which is tax time in the US. I had just done my taxes. And I was like, man, I need some tax deductions or I need to increase my income. And it was just like, Oh, I, I love these products. I can share them and I can make money doing it and get a tax deduction. And even though I was like five months pregnant and working full time, I was like, I'm going to launch my business, you know? <laughs> and that's when I yeah. was like, yes, absolutely. Right. Because I also learned tomorrow just is going to keep coming. You're going to keep making excuses. So I said, no, I'm going to launch it. I'm going to do it because I believe so strongly now that these products are the best and I had a need, right? I needed to Mm -hmm. make that extra income and I needed to reduce my tax burden. And so it was just a win-win all around for me.
1: Oh, amazing. I remember that. I remember when you when I was like, "Oh, who's Lenny?" Yeah, and I, I was I remember
2: I, being on those Zoom calls with the team yeah. and like showing my big old pregnant belly. You know? Yes.
1: Oh <laughs> my god, so amazing. So amazing. Yes, yeah, so you just touched on like some how this partnership with this incredible company had really really solves a lot of the kind of the problems that we have that we could be having in our family like you know, health, right? If we don't have health, we don't have anything, right?
2: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Um,
1: Bringing extra money is always a brilliant idea in every household. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And also the tax benefits. So that is why, like, you know, whatever, for everyone who's listening, you may be a teacher, you may... Because you can be an ambitious teacher, you can be an ambitious whatever, right? I think we're all ambitious mamas if we're listening to this podcast. Um, But whatever your profession, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, it's having those additional tax advantages of a home-based business. It's something that I would definitely recommend everyone checks out. So we're planting the seed for you guys.
2: (laughs) Right, yeah. And so many people are, you know, getting in on the gig economy, you know, driving a few hours a week Mm -hmm. for Uber. Mm -hmm but as a mom like that's really hard you can't just get in your car you have your kids there <laughs> that's the beauty of our yeah right that's the beauty of our business you can oh find those few pockets of your day and run your business from your phone you know and yes it, turn it's your really phone into flexible. a money maker. exactly yes. right you're at the you're at the park with your kids yeah you're watching them but they're they're just going down the slide you could be sending a message to a customer, right? Yeah.
1: And what? So that's what, what I you're- love
2: too, the flexibility, because we all we all need Yes, that.
1: You know, you're talking to a mom, and the mom's saying that, so the kid is always having a snotty nose, because they just started kindergarten, mm-hmm. and you're like, here, my kids are on these vitamins, here's the link. So you're not, we're not Tupperware ladies, we're not selling products, we don't have a garage full of product, we're literally, what do moms do? We share information, we share whatever's working for us, Whenever I go out with my girlfriends for a cocktail, it does not happen all the time, but whenever it does, I leave the restaurant with like notes and text messages and screenshots and all these things of like these little hacks and tricks and sales and things that I need to have and like little, like as, as moms, we want to help each other. That's what we do right like oh i found
2: this great new like lunchbox you know my friend yes. just emailed like all the mom friends what lunchbox are you using i need a new one and everyone's just sharing links right yes. this is the same thing except same thing I, you're not you're not getting a commission from the lunchbox company right when you know someone buys the product so this is you're you're fulfilling that need that exists and you're also
1: getting a benefit for yourself it's really it's a win-win
2: on both sides
1: you guys, seriously, win-win. We don't want to turn this into a sauna presentation, although we, <laughs> yes, exactly. we, know. we may have already, but you, know, <laughs> um, you could literally get this hookup for like 12 bucks and get your kids some vitamins, but talk to me or let you later. Okay. So let's move into a, oh, hold on. I just had a random thought. Can like, we don't have a lot of Uber drivers around here. Can you be a mom and have a kid in the back and be an Uber driver? Or is that not a thing?
2: Ooh, um, is that like illegal? (laughs) Probably not. Yeah, you know. um, Oh
1: my god, that'd be so irresponsible. That'd be yeah, that
2: yeah, that would be not not good.
1: (laughs) when I was a kid, I remember my dad literally picking up hitchhikers and putting them in the back seat with us. (gasps) What? Like real life? Wow. Okay. I like you have to come visit me one day. We live in a small town, but that's still not appropriate or safe. Um, moving on. Okay, so Letty, I know that you want to bring us some life hacks, some time management stuff, and yes, bring so, it, girl. We all, all need right, it. So,
2: so, and that's the thing, right? So, I'm I'm a lawyer. I've got the two kids. I've got my small business. I have no time. So, I've done the research on you know what are the best ways to manage your time because it always it just always ends up like I was telling you before it's like 10, 30, 11 at night. I haven't even scratched the surface of what I need to do. I'm exhausted. And so how do I find that time in my day? And one thing that has helped me a lot that is, you know, all the fancy time management gurus talk about is time blocking. And that's essentially mm. you take your to-do list, which never gets, seems to get finished, right? So let's say you have your 15 tasks on your to-do list, you prioritize them, right? So five of them must get done today. Another five are like medium priority. Maybe they'll get done today, but if you you roll them over, that's okay. And then five of them are low priority. If you have time, great. But what you do is instead of just having this to-do list, staring at you and depressing you, (laughs) right? Yeah. Right. You know, we've all been there like, Oh, then you just crumple it up and ignore it and then get nothing. done. So you take those high priority things and you make time blocks in your day. So let you, you decide how much time you're going to dedicate to achieving that task and you put it in your calendar. So let's say Mm. it's, you know, I'm I you know I need to like fold two loads of laundry. That's going to take me 30 minutes. You put it 10 to 10:30, that's when you're going to get it done. And it's great because now that time is set aside in your calendar and you can go focus on that and you can get it done, right? And then mm-hmm. it's, it's like at 10:30, if I'm not done, I'm moving on to the next thing and that's okay and it also keeps you from making something be a time suck, right? Yes. And and the second thing that you have to do that someone someone told to me is you have to eat the frog, right? Where eat the frog. some people like eating frogs, I guess, but assume you're a person who doesn't <laughs> like eating frogs, right? You do that first. There's that thing on your to-do list. You all know what it is that you're like, oh, I don't want to do that, right? Whether it's, you know I don't know, scrubbing the toilet, whatever that thing is that you don't want to do, you do that first. That is the first thing that you get done because once it's over, It's done. Okay. And you will feel this Mm -hmm. sense of relief instead of this, you get this paralysis, right? Where you're like dreading the end of the day, doing that thing, eating that frog that you don't want to do, do it first. And it's hard, right? It's something you avoid because you hate it. Get it Mm -hmm. done first. When you're doing your time blocking, figure out what the frog is. The frog is the first entry. And Mm -hmm. it really is liberating because I mean, there's I, I was that's what I was doing I was putting off putting off and then it's I was spending all this time being frustrated with myself right and being like wow why didn't I get that done and and just this ever growing to do list and and it was just easy to just not even do any of it because it was so overwhelming and so that's the thing be honest with yourself too right you cannot block every single hour of the day right you have to have time for yourself like I was talking about the self care and if you're so busy that you can't just put that in there, make a time block for it. Okay, this time I'm going to just, I'm just going to scroll through Instagram, whatever it is that brings you joy, right? You know, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to take that bath or I'm going to go get that massage. That is a okay. And you want to give yourself the time to do that and also get your partner on board, right? So my husband and I, at the end of the day, we're both exhausted. You know, sometimes you want to watch a little TV, but I was, I looked at, how much time were we were spending doing that. And it was like so much. It was like an hour a day, which was fun, right? But that was an hour that we could be really doing other things. So we said, okay, like we'll do, you know, three, three nights a week. We'll allow ourselves to have that hour to do whatever. And then the rest of the week, we're going to be doing other things, right? And also let's take some time to reconnect because there's just, at the end of the day, like I said, you're tired. You have all this stuff to do. But you are you chose this partner for a reason. And so yes. you get lost in that every day just getting stuff done yes. that you forget, wait, wait, why did I pick this person to spend my mm-hmm. life with? Why do they bring me joy? And you you just um if you allow that sort of daily bitterness to creep in without taking that time to acknowledge your partner, to acknowledge the contributions they're making, to even yeah. just say, you know what, honey, thanks for doing the dishes. Even though that's their job that every day they're supposed to do the dishes. Thank you. You know what, honey? Thank you for putting dinner on the table. It was really good. Even on a Tuesday night, you know, that is, that it, it makes such a difference because when that's missing that gratitude for even the everyday stuff, your relationship starts to crumble. I've seen it happen to my friends and I see it happen Mm -hmm. in my own relationship when I'm not being like intentional about recognizing that. And like, you know, you said, Mm -hmm. like sometimes men are better at taking that time. Sometimes my husband doesn't do that, right? He'll Mm -hmm. just be like work, 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 and then house, house, house. And sometimes I have to be like, hey, tomorrow night, do you want to go out with the boys and just go get a drink? Or do you want to go play poker or go watch the game, whatever? Sometimes I have to offer that. And he's, whereas I'm very intentional. I'm like, oh no, Tuesday night I'm going out, (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, and, and, and I put it in the calendar and that's that. So sometimes you have to know how are you going to help your partner also be the best? And, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to ask for stuff in return. Hey, you know, babe, I need this, this two hours tomorrow. I need you to watch the kids. And is that okay? Yes, great. Or I need you to support me in this thing that I want to do, but it's going to mean you have to take some more of the burden over here. Have that conversation with your partner. If they're like, that's too much, accept that and find a workaround. Be like, okay, maybe I need to wake up an hour before the kids do. And maybe that's going to be my time that I can get that done. Right. Mm-hmm. Just work the communication. It's so important because once that breaks down, it's just, it affects everything. So those are the, some of the things that I do, some of the things that are out there. And, you know, when you start feeling like you're overwhelmed, that's when you have to take a step back and say, okay, where were my good habits slipping? And how do I get back on track? to where, you know, I am managing my time better and taking care of myself and my health. Absolutely.
1: Oh, so, so good. You touched on so many important things there. Like, I think like that, that was something else I was thinking of earlier. So we want to make sure our kids are happy and well, and you know, they're going to grow up as good human beings and our businesses and all the things. And then it's like, And then you need to have enough energy at the end of the day for yourself, but also your partner. Yes. Right. Exactly. Those are a lot of things to think about. And that's why we do have to be so intentional about our time. Um, And like things that I look at when I'm looking at my to-do list, I have a system that's working right now, but I won't quite teach it until it's been a little while longer. But um, it's like looking at when I'm looking at like most important tasks and I do highlight them, it's like, okay, what is going to, uh, what is going to make an impact in my business financially, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what is going to feel good and fill my cup? And what are the tasks that are not urgent? Don't fill my cup and don't make money. And there's some of those things that you can find ways to work around, to delegate, right? For sure. And of course there's just some like adult life stuff we got to do. And sometimes that's the frog on my list. It's like go to the bureau and, and, you know, renew the health card and like things that are kind of like mundane. And it's like, it seems like it's asking me on my to-do list, like climb a mountain when it's like not hard. Um, Yes.
2: Right. But you build it up and you put it off and it becomes this huge thing. And when you just do it, you're like, oh, that wasn't so hard. Why did I build Not it so up so hard. much in my mind?
1: And I think it builds confidence too. When you're like, okay, what don't I want to do? I'm gonna get that done, rip the band aid, get it done. And then you're like, oh, I'm a superwoman. I knew that already.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Well, amazing. Okay, so Letty, what's next for you? So we where are we right now? We are in November and there's only however many days left of 2019. What do you want to create bef- between now and the end of the year? And then what intentions and visions do you have for 2020?
2: Wow. Um, I have so many things I want to get done. Um, but I think I really need to to focus because I'm very much um, like, ooh, shiny object, squirrel. And I get distracted and I get super excited about projects, but I'm not always the best at completing them. So. Um, I loved, um, you did this vision boarding workshop last year and it was awesome. And so I am going to um, set some time aside um, in at the end of this month in November um, and create my 2020 vision board to help me get focused and to really narrow down, okay, yes, I want to, you know, there's this part of me that wants to change the world, right? You know, yeah. but what does that mean in specific goals and to, to sort of put those on my board and then come up with an action plan. And, and that's another thing too, that um, I've learned in my time management research is if you have a big goal, like one of the things that I'm working on um, in the last year, I lost 30 pounds, which I'm really proud of myself, Yay. but I still, thank you, but I still have some more to go. So, right. But having that, like, okay, I need to lose 30 pounds. Like that's hard. Right. That is a big, huge goal. And -hmm. if you just keep saying to yourself, I got to lose 30, it's too much. Right. So like on a day to day, so take that, figure out, okay, how long is that going to take? Right. You know, is, is that one pound a week, two pounds a week? So is that six months a year? How long is that going to take? And then break it down. Right. So on a monthly basis, how many pounds is that? Okay. And now you have your monthly goal. Okay. Or weekly Mm -hmm. goal, daily goal, right? So you break it down into easy chunks. You're like, okay, I'm gonna try to lose one pound this week. And how am I gonna do that? I am going to, you know, maybe I'm gonna replace some of those bad choices I'm making with better choices, right? Maybe I'm gonna be more active. Maybe I don't have time to go to the gym on that day, but I'm gonna go and, you know, take the kids to the park and I'm gonna go on a walk while they're playing on the swing set, whatever, you know, just moving your body every day being more active, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, do a 90 minute soccer game, right. You know, where you're running the whole time. And um, so those types of things, um, because I do, I I have so much that I want to get done. So that's what I'm really going to focus on is taking that, those big goals and cutting them out down into bite-sized achievable chunks, because that's another thing too. You want to lose the 30 pounds, but once you lose the first four, you're like, okay, I'm closer to my goal. I get it. And I can do this by making maybe those little small changes or another thing. I want to grow my business, right? I want to increase my income to, you know, you know, double what it was last year. Okay. That is a big lift if you're just thinking of it in this big broad terms, but what does that mean on a daily basis? Does that mean you are going to reach three more customers than you normally do? Is that, what does that mean? And to come up with that daily plan, that weekly plan, so that you can easily map out your time, right? But also, mm-hmm. you can track your goals. And it's okay too to sometimes, you know. I know that. I mean, I have tried to do so much with my life, and sometimes I talk to people and they're like, "Wow, you've done so much!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but I've tried to do a lot more." And <laughs> I'm here, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I tried to be a hundred percent. I'm at fifty, and other people are maybe at like twenty, so they're like, oh, fifty looks good," but. So you have to like forgive yourself for not going, getting to that hundred percent mark. You still made a ton of project, product pro, progress, and you did an awesome job. Love yourself and ex- and accept that sometimes you're going to push for a hundred and you're not going to get there. That's okay. You still have time to to make up that ground and now set that new goal, that new intention, and get there. And don't dwell on your failures, but analyze it. Look, say, okay, maybe I didn't make it. What, you know, what was maybe missing? Maybe I was, I was spending time on something else or, you know, it's okay. Life happens. You know, I had this bad thing happen and I had to spend time to, you know, deal with the emotional fallout, whatever it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Accept yourself, love yourself. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody hits a hundred percent all the time. That's not possible, but you have to try and reach a little bit outside of your comfort zone in order to move forward. That's just how it works. Even the most successful people on the planet, like, you know, Elon Musk, right. Who everyone's like, wow, you have PayPal and SpaceX and Tesla. Wow. That man on a daily basis is like, I've failed because I haven't met all these targets. Right. You know, (laughs) so, and that's okay. Right. And it's, but how do you push through that and try to achieve more and don't, you know, learn from your mistakes, but don't dwell on them because regret is just, is wasted time. It really is. Just say, you know what? Yes. Next time I come up with that choice, I'm going to make a different choice because I'm not happy with how I feel after that last one. That's okay.
1: Go ahead and do that. Yes, 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 yes. And like fail all the time. Like fail, like fail, like it's your job because like if you're failing, it means you are doing something and you're moving forward and you're taking, okay, okay. what did I learn? And then bringing that to the next place because every failure is bringing you closer to, to figuring it out.
2: Yes you know? and, and one thing that I found myself doing is you know there 's like this that Yoda quote right where it 's like there 's no try, there's do or not do right? not. So it's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, and I think that there 's been times where i've thought I was trying and i didn 't quite get there, and I equated that with a failure, but when I look back i 'm like, you know what i didn 't totally try there, I was not doing i wasn 't doing yes. I was not doing and I need to do more doing before I even allow myself to say it was a failure because I wasn't get, I wasn't trying to get to 100 on that task.
1: Totally. On. I had a moment like that today where I was thinking of like an interaction I had with someone that I was looking to partner with and I was like, I was not all in and I didn't even know I wasn't all in and it was because like there was this this fear of not being good enough, right? So you. I don't think you know that you're not like it's, I guess you have to really own it in that moment and grab each moment like it is yours because there is zero room for that self-doubt. Yes. Right. You have to step up to the plate a hundred percent and like go all in, just go all in and, um, you know, fail forward and, you know, just keep going. And no, what's so funny is like, I was just telling you before we, again, we pressed we press record here. I was, I was in the Starbucks and this guy who, um, I went to high school with, you know, he was so funny. He's, um, you know, I'm, I'm turning 37 this uh, next month. And so he's around that age. And he was like sharing his view of me from kind of the outside, like an outside perspective. Oh,
2: interesting.
1: Uh, because we were never close, we weren't exactly in the same circles, but we were always just, you know, friendly. He was always a nice guy, and uh, he was like, "Like you've been like really going for it for a long time." Like and he and he was recounting all these things he remembered me doing, like hosting this fashion show and doing these videos. And I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like you forget how much you've done, right? So I mm-hmm, think, like, mm-hmm. like, to every woman who is listening, I want you to know. And I think Letty wants you to know too, that like whatever is in front of you, that task that you're like, I really wish I could lose that weight. I really wish I could launch that business. I really wish I could go to that next phase in my business or my career. I think you need to say like, I think you need to identify with the fact that you've already done things way harder in your life. Probably like raising children.
2: Yes. (laughs) Giving birth, right? Giving birth. Even being pregnant, you know, I had easy pregnancies, but I was still like, this is so hard. And for women who have like the extreme morning sickness and all this stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, they had it even worse, you know? And, and it's, it's such a, a hard process that we have to go through, honestly.
1: Yes. And I think at this point in our life, I'm assuming that, you know, the listeners are maybe late twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. At this point in your life, you have already overcome a lot overcome so many things, right? So you've got this, you've got this. So stay the course. And um, thank you, Letty, so much for sharing those, that time blocking and the importance of really identifying what's on your list. And also the importance of like loving yourself and forgiving yourself and allowing that room for growth and for evolving. Is there anything else that you want to add to everyone who's listening?
2: No, I mean, I I, I think we could talk for hours, you know, but so I want to say thank you, everyone. I know your time is valuable. Um, Thank you for listening. Mm, And if there is any tips that you guys have or that you want to share, you know, Krista, she's like me, she is always evolving. We always want to know what is like the next thing that we haven't heard about um, because um, we would love to hear what you guys have to offer as well.
1: Absolutely. Actually, that brings me to a great point that um, I'm going to be opening up a community on Facebook and it's going to be just a, um, based on this podcast so we can create some conversation there. Oh, too. how awesome. Looking forward mm-hmm. to that. Well, thanks, Letty, And go enjoy the rest of your day there in Southern California. All right. To- you too. And right. uh, we'll, we'll talk real soon. Thanks again right. for your time. Thanks, Thank guys. you. Bye. Okay, bye.
0: Amazing. Thank you guys for being here. That was really, really fun to have that conversation with Letty and I appreciate you for being here. I appreciate also just your time spent with us and I really, really, really appreciate it when you guys share this because I want to keep doing this and bringing these conversations to light to let mamas everywhere know that they've got this. We are basically superheroes, but some days we don't feel like it, so let's keep this message strong. Now head on over to Facebook and uh, join our private community. I'm just getting it started, but I thought that would be great for some post-podcast conversation. So I will see you there. Thank you. Bye, guys.